Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Clay. Scotty Scurvy. Trey Spears. And I'm Abby Normal. We're the Graveyard Boulevard, and here's something good for you. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and across from me in the comfy old beanbag chair is... Come on, you're missing your cue. <laughs> I was bur- I was not burning one. This is Captain Nun. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I just got through with my satanic yoga sessions and all that fun stuff that y'all were talking about last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as always, we like to have a little special guest with us. And today, we have a longtime friend of mine, I would say. Uh, What year were you saying was probably the first show we shared up in? I was 17. Yeah, what year was that? Yeah, so about 10 years ago. Wow. About eight. Eight, nine years ago at this point. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, which one do you want to go by? Stage name or real name? You know, I don't care these days that much. Because <laughs> 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 I, I, I know you got both, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, most people, uh, you know, in music in the music business know me as Abby Normal. You can talk into the mic. You can talk into the mic. It won't won't hurt you. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know me as Abby Normal, but, you know, I own a business in uh, in Salisbury, a comic shop, Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of conventions and stuff, and a lot of people know me as Ray Franks, my real name. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not... Uh, really pre- pretending to be something I'm not these days, but you know, I've well, had it's, just, it's always so awkward calling you Ray because for the I right. never knew your name was Ray for the longest time because this was the MySpace days, right? When you wow. didn't have to hide behind where you were able to hide behind a little bit of you know a fun stage name or a username online. Facebook don't allow for that shit anymore, so I always knew you was Abby Normal. So when I started seeing Ray pop up, I it took me a couple times seeing it to even connect the dots. So I was like, I don't know this. Guy. Right. Hell, who the hell is this fucker? I'm gonna... <laughs> and my full name is Johnny Ray Frank, so Ooh, wow. yeehaw. Ooh, I kind of like Johnny, your, though. Uh, yeah, I know. No, but... You start a country record and uh, use that moniker, Johnny Ray. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or keep the whole name. There's a lot of three names in country music. There David Allen Coe. There is. <laughs> and if you hear extra vo- uh, voices, yes, for the first time, we actually have a full house with us today. Uh, if you want to go around the room, Ah, around the room a little bit to my right we have uh, Trey Spears yeah and uh, not only do you play in Graveyard Boulevard what is some of the other shit you do uh, I also play in uh, Skipper the Lion and I've got a uh, another group that I, uh, I'm starting to work on called the Walburns yes and uh, Skipper the Lion and the Fillins have done a few shows too yeah we have the, the Milestone yes yeah and then we have a ghost beside him, and I would assume another ghost. And then we have the amazing Abby Normal. And directly beside him, we've got... Introduce yourself, sir. Scotty Scurvy. Yes. And then Cap. So we do have a fun little roundhouse cool of uh, The people. cool guys that play bass are sitting next to each other. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You keep the bases close together. That way, you know, no wormholes open up. Yep. And it's also the pretty side of the room, too. Exactly the pretty side of the room. It's definitely the most thunderous. <laughs> Take that as you will. I, 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 I'm, 
one going to say nothing. <laughs> this show is also brought to us by Repo Record down here on Commonwealth Avenue. The awesome Jimmy Repo running that shit down there. And it's also sponsored by Hate Energy Drink, which I will make sure that everyone in here walks away with a can before the end of the show. Uh, it is our sugar-free energy drink uh, sponsored by the fill-ins and the CodPod Network in general. And something we like to do, and we can even kind of throw it around the room, is uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Scott, what do you hate? I hate people who don't use turn signals. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Especially because it, it throws that one way off kilter. It does. That's like my number one pet peeve with driving, too. Uh, amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> he's he's an anxious driver anyway, so uh, having to deal with people all of a sudden make extreme terms right in front of you, not being able to read a GPS to begin with, <laughs> and needing the Chewy to the Han Solo. God damn it. Third straight podcast. And, and once, I, you know, as much as I would love to partake of your energy drink i am not allowed to partake of energy drinks ever again okay this, this feels like a story Why oh my so? god okay we were bouncing across florida our southern tour um in the winter mm -hmm. and we had been through south carolina georgia florida ending up in um st pete okay. ybor city uh, beer goggles, great club, you know, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and uh, crack town, but which, right. you know, you don't leave your van loaded there. <laughs> so I had, did you find that out the hard way? Oh, absolutely. When we pulled <laughs> up, you know, when we backed in, I was like, yeah, let's get the van unloaded and leave it empty. Yeah. <laughs> that way, if they take the van, it's just the van and not the gear. <laughs> and the club owner agreed. All right. <laughs> so he knew, but, um, I, I usually don't sleep when we're on the road. I, I am I'm not a sleeper anyway. I right. have the energy of a four year old. We couldn't tell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nobody else is surprised, you know. <laughs> so um we wake up Sunday morning, it's our, our our we're on our way home and we stop in some little town right outside of Saint Pete. I was like, Let me get some gas and, and, and we'll roll and um John Doe, who was um our last drummer, mm-hmm. Um, he runs into the store and he comes out and he's got these little Red Bull cans, you know, little skinny Red Bull. But he goes, Scotty, you, you know, you look, you look tired, man. Drink this. And I'm like, no, dude, we get to Jacksonville. I'll get my second win. I'll be good to go. All right. And Johnny was like, no, seriously, man, drink this. It'll change your life. So, you know, I, I cracked the can and I take a sip and I'm like, wow, that's, that's really delicious. And I just pound this Red Bull. Okay. <laughs> just like gone crush, you know, and Driving across the panhandle of Florida, I am driving 90 miles an hour. And when you got the name Scotty Swervy. Yeah, well, Scotty Swervy. Yeah, I, I do swerve a lot when we drive. Oh, that's great. But, but you know, and I'm like cornholioing everybody. I'm like nonstop, you know, ch chatting everybody, you know. So we get to the to the Jacksonville state, you know, we get to the Florida state line of Georgia, yeah. and this thing wears off. And I crash so hard, oh. I want to die, okay? <laughs> it is the worst, worse than any hangover I have ever had in my life. Damn. Yikes. And from that moment on, I have been forbidden to ever drink energy drinks ever again Scott Skirty everybody <laughs> yeah. that's a perfect intro for you you like yeah. the dog that gets into the bag of coffee and just pukes and just oh, crashes well there was no puking around. that's good but you know it was just the whole you know yeah. chat 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 90 miles an hour across Florida was not you good you were just on it on like 12 yeah exactly <laughs> and um you know, that's that's fun story from the road excellent <laughs> we always love the fun stories from the road Abby 
what would you say? Uh, what's, some, what's something that you hate? You know, I, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> you know, I... Because you're the only one that has a heads up of what the show's even going to be about. I, I Everyone else is just flying by their seat of their pants, so this is fun. Uh, I, I really appreciate the name of your show, Something Good For You. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's positive. I, you know, I, I hate negativity. I hate people that bring other people down. Right. You know, I just, you know, with the crap that's in the world today, I just, you know, I want to see more people... Lifting people up, supporting them in mm-hmm. creative projects. You know, I'm always trying to, you know, to come up with the next project I can get involved in. Oh, trust you know. me, we're going to be talking about some projects today. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some cool stuff coming up on the horizon. So, so yeah, you know, I, you know, I used to dwell on some of the negativity and stuff, but it's just it brings you down, and you know, it. it, it those creative escapes good. help out, man. That's and same thing with what we're, do, what we're doing with this podcast, what you're doing with what we'll be talking about and everything, too. It's just, I feel you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and kind of our mindset on that is, you know, the what do you hate? You know, you can kind of take it all the way around and be like, well, I hate racism. You know, yeah. there's, there's things you can take, you know, the idea of that sort of hatred being racism Mm -hmm. you can flip it around be like well i hate that right you know so you can kind of use your hate positively positively so we kind of look at it from multiple different standpoints besides hate is what fuels my music you know if i didn't have a little bit of anger if i didn't have a little bit of you know even if it could be just the guy down the street you know it's like i'm gonna prove a point to you you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to get up there and be one of the best rock and rollers ever. I got a point to prove. Exactly. There's still a little bit of hate there. There's a little bit oh, of yeah. aggression there. Plenty so. of fantastic mu- music that came about because of hate. Coming oh, yeah. Rage. Coming you know, of rage. The newest, the newest song, one of the new songs on the new record and the video, you know, Coming of Rage. Uh, the, the, the video was shot in Reaper's Realm Haunted House. Okay. It's uh, one of the local haunts. Uh, I've known TJ since he was a little kid. But just the the design of the house inside mm-hmm. and and the song itself you know it just it just coming of rage you know yeah we're, we're raging against all the negativity mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so that's maybe kind of where we you know stand on that is you know we just use our hate energy for something good there you, you go. know <laughs> it tastes good too and you can get it at feelings.com slash store oh look at you <laughs> wait what, what just happened I just See, I've I just trained them well seconds I've trained them well I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm pretty proud of that I'm creating new Gene Simmonses every day <laughs> oh that was genuine as hell too <laughs> well um Another little segment we like throwing out there, uh, you may have heard this one on the last episode, is uh, kind of throughout the week you may get those thoughts in your head that you never really just say out loud. You just kind of keep it to yourself. Well, with this, I started jotting them down. You got a look on your face. Look, man, we know. <laughs> I know what I'm doing here. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, no. I was asked to refrain some of my statements on the way here. Yeah, on the way. I was like, Scotty, you got that filter on? <laughs> Don't worry. I do have editing power. And all right. <laughs> I'm in a band, too. It's all good. <laughs> no, this is a fun little segment called Keep Your Thoughts to Yourself. Blah, 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 etc. Making my ears a ring. My honey, my baby, please don't open your mouth. And keep your thoughts to yourself. So, Graveyard Boulevard, with you guys being in bands, uh, you actually may be able to relate with this. Uh, people buying Facebook and Twitter 
followers and likes and YouTube views and such <laughs> like that. I'm not real. I, I don't really see what the point of that is. This isn't a segment for me to hate on stuff. This is just the you know random thoughts I have throughout the week because it's like okay, so you're purchasing these likes and followers. So you're gonna get. So when you make your posts, people that aren't really engaging with your music is hitting like on that. So now they're the ones gonna be getting it in their feed. Now your close friends, they're not getting it in their feed anymore because it's being hogged up by all these new likes you just purchased. So you're actually counting against yourself. Mm-hmm. What's even the point in all that? Because I'm sure you've been, I'm sure you've gotten the ads. I've gotten the emails saying, you know, send us $5 and you can get, you know, X amount of likes on your Facebook page. It's interesting you brought that up because I was uh, following a story the other day. There's actually a band called Threaten. Is that mm-hmm. what you? Is that, that what you're that, that, That's what really got me. That's what got me thinking about it. Yeah. Because, I, because without naming names, I know of a few locals that have even done that okay. right before they've released an album. I know you guys aren't. I'm not saying I'm not throwing that out. No, they're, I they're, uh, exactly because yeah. that's the reason I wanted to bring it up because I know you guys have it. Everything you guys have done, you've worked your asses to. off for, and you've gotten everything built organically. So you have really good returns anytime you make an important post i've seen some bands though right before releasing their debut ep purchasing like a thousand or two likes on their page just so they can get you know the extra traffic on that you know okay okay to play devil's advocate a little bit okay to some degree you know i think we all any band you embellish yourself a little bit of course you know there's an image but there's a the band that threatened band Mm -hmm. uh you know it became harmful to them because they actually booked a European tour. Did you hear by about this? Faking I, all now this I remember stuff. What you're talking about that's the part I remember the European mm-hmm. tour yeah. and everything. But yeah, continue. That's what jogged my memory on that. Yeah. So now I guess they're still in the middle of it over the you know yeah. pissing off club owners and yeah. So what was happening is they were saying like right here. Uh, a post by the venue Underworld, which hosted the show, alleged that the band's agent claimed that the band sold. 291 tickets in advance, but only three people turned up. (laughs) The guy set up a fake booking agency. He, He purchased likes on Facebook. He purchased YouTube views, all this shit, just so he could get this really big tour in Europe and then started lying to the promoter saying all these advanced tickets were sold. And at the end of the day, three people came out. (laughs) <laughs> is that not believing your own hype or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the greatest bass player in the world. <laughs> it's like the heavy metal equivalent of the the Ja Rule Festival, uh, whatever that. Oh was. God! Did you ever hear about that? The Ja Rule Festival. I, I, did. I, I don't heard know about that. Yeah, it was called it was called a uh, Fire Festival. It was spelled like F R Y. So a lot of people were calling it the Fry Festival. Fry Festival. Yeah. So apparently, this guy had gotten like all the bands booked like well bands I say loosely all these artists uh, yeah. booked to play the event is gonna have all these celebrities he had like the Kardashians pimping it all this stuff it later comes out where the dude didn't even have like proper uh, insurance or rental put down for the island that was being used to host the event and it was supposedly supposed to be like so far away from land and this that and the other it was part of like the Caribbean 
And it was like one of the more not so savory islands they selected. Supposedly a private island. Yeah, it was supposed to be a private island where in reality it was kind of like the island that literally trash got dumped at. It was was not a tourist island. It was a trashy island, literally. So, and all of this, and like you're, uh, for a certain amount that you paid, you got like um, uh, special food and lodging and all of this shit. And it wound up being like what American cheese on white bread with some uh, yeah. fucking lettuce on it. And oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> sleeping in a hut. Like and it, sleeping in a relief camp. <laughs> <laughs> and that raises an interesting point, which is so now this is two instances, at least that I can think of in the past. I'd say year. I think that happened earlier this year. Earlier this year, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's now two instances where people have basically lied their way into a really big event. Now let's take it back a little bit. You guys have a new record coming out. It's such an interesting concept that through a certain amount of lying and money, you can make yourself seem so much more grand when these people didn't have jack shit behind them. Right. When a band like you guys, because how many years have you been doing Graveyard at this point? We started in 2003, so it's 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. With all the history you guys have, all the touring history, all the recording, everything else, I already know this next album is going to be fucking amazing. You have the history and the talent behind you. For the fact that you're still clawing away and doing this just like everyone else, it, it's kind of disheartening. When there's fuckers out there doing like this just because they have a little bit of money to go... I hear you. I, I, yeah. I do. And and there's there's truth in what you speak. I think for me it's just you know, I want to write songs that I enjoy. At this mm-hmm. point in my life, you know, we've been doing it for a while, right. you know, and, and we still have so much fun hanging out. Even with the new guys, Trey and Clay, I mean, it's enjoyable. And at the end of the day, if I'm being authentic to myself mm-hmm. and I feel like we've done the best we can and you know we've got people behind us. It may, oh, not, yeah. you know, it may not be huge amounts like some of these fakers do, but yeah. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> but, and that's uh, the amazing thing is like they're. I guess it's just kind of the climate, and it kind of shows the intelligence of the music and the pop- popular like celebrities of today. If they're if they're able to right. trick all these people into this when they don't have jack shit to back it, right? No, and it's like I, I will take real fans over fake fans any day. Oh, of course. Okay. The, oh, and, no. And we have a firm belief, you know, 10, 10,000, you're going to get the same show. We don't care. Oh, yeah. No, that that's that's something we preach all the time. It's like, it's it's disrespecting your audience. Yeah. If you if you don't give them the absolute best, regardless of how many people are there. And, I mean, it's two people, 200, 2,000. If you're playing on national TV or you're just playing to your mama in your basement, you give them the show. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> you're not you're not yeah. doing this, you know, for your health. You're doing it because you have to do it. Yeah, at my, least that's where it comes from me. I have to play music. And all my favorite. If I'm not right, playing music, right. I don't feel. Something to say. I know that's why I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> I'm retiring from this podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, Captain. You were raising no, your hand. You finish first. <laughs> no, I, oh well. No, I was just gonna say uh, all my favorite bands uh in the circuit uh even if uh they're more popular than others uh the, my favorite bands of the past 10 years they do it for themselves they don't do it for anybody else and their goal is to put out the best product they can too just because they just really want to and, and it feels like sometimes people may get that confused they you can still create the music you love and have passion for 
I think there's still an audience for it. Mm-hmm. And just unfortunately, that audience doesn't talk about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get you, yeah. It, it, it feels like there's not a community of punks and rockers that are genuinely sharing underground music. There are people that'll share their one or two favorite local bands all the time, but there's not people that are digging in and trying to find, okay, what's one of the newer bands out there that kind of sounds similar to this, you know? One of my favorite things to do is I'll go on Spotify, I'll go to a band I love, especially if it's one that I know it's indie, I'll go to their related artists and then I'll go to their related artists and I'll go down the chain. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden you'll find something that's just like, Holy cow. And it says like 50 monthly listeners. And it's like, okay, these guys aren't getting a lot of spent. These guys are awesome. And those are the ones we reach out to on, you know, through the podcast and be like, yo, you got something good for you. Can we play your shit? You know? And so it's like, I wish there were more people kind of doing that sort of thing. I agree. I wish there were more people looking for the off, authenticism that is out there yes and because there's is. still some fantastic rock out there exactly it's out there in abundance you know mm-hmm. everybody's talking about what gene simmons would say say five years ago about rock being dead he's not paying attention to this kind of shit no of course not and not too many other people are too and that's kind of one of the goals of us doing this podcast too is to spread the love a little bit because it's out there like i said in mass quantities you just got to dig hard and look for and look for it yeah. i think the guys that are still d- doing rock mm-hmm. most of them are going to be authentic because there's there's little reward these days yep um, yep you know, <laughs> i 100 percent agree so if you're doing it earlier yeah, yeah. Doing it for themselves <laughs> yeah there's no money involved really and and the and the thing is it's like it's hard to believe that we're the only ones that think this way you know, there's got to be more of us out there. there are. Where are they? You know, we got to find them. There you that, go. And that's and that's kind of where we're at right now. Is like there's got to be more of us out there. We just got to find them. Yeah. So we're on the hunt to find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that hunt, you're contributing to the awesome pool that is some good punk rock, rock and roll, horror punk, whatever you would like to label it as, because you do have a new record coming out. Right. Uh, so tell us about that. All right. So the the nice. new record is going to be released in December. Uh, we just did some pre-release uh, promotion for it, mm-hmm. and uh, we were selling the bundles because yes. we figure you know it's tough to sell music. So we, yep. we put together a bundle and uh, with uh, the new CD, a T-shirt. The potion uh, glass was really cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing these uh, poison bottles that I'm handcrafting myself and painting, and you right know, on. doctoring them up myself, uh, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then we uh, uh, a drink coaster, ceramic drink coaster. That's nice. Be, you know, so you know some crafty stuff that is coming straight from my hands. And you, you also made the coasters. Right. Right. I'm, okay. Yep. Wow. Uh, you know, so that's what the bundle is, and, and we've sold several dozen of them, and that's fantastic. That's that's, actually, that, that's really good. Trust me. Right. <laughs> Someone that's ran a pre-order, you said several dozen. And I'm just like. Good job, sir. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, I mean, because the reality of it, I was like, I don't know, am I going to get five of my friends to buy it? But, you know, it, right. it kind of kept coming in and coming in. And I was like, well, this is this is great. We're on to something, you know. Good. So uh, thanks no, That actually everybody. makes me very happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and folks are going to get a little taste of that at the end of the episode. Uh, figure we will play the lead single, uh, which you actually have a music video for, too, which you right. were speaking of earlier, Scott. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about the video? Because the one thing I noticed was the quality of it was really good what was it shot on if you know oh man my friend jason shan from mm-hmm. shin photography check it out because he's he uh he recently started doing this about a year ago mm-hmm. and uh whenever i first i saw some of his work that he'd done you know with just still photography okay um and i was like man this is good stuff and then he had done a, a video for a local um 
um, place in Salisbury called Grievous Gallery. And I was like, man, that looks that video looks awesome. Can you do a music video for us? He's like, mm, I don't know. I got to sync things up and stuff. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like you can do this. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I, I pushed him to to take the chance. And we, uh, like Scott said earlier, we talked to our friends out at uh, Reapers Realm, and they let us use their uh, one of the rooms. And I'm very pleased with the way it came out. You know, I am too, man. And because again, someone. I, 100% amateur. Do not take this as me going sitting here. I'm a video editor myself. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. But being someone that has put together videos, whether it be our own music videos or some promo videos for TKO Records, like a promo for uh, Poison Idea, Annie Scene, Substance Sort, I notice things. I notice cuts and I notice, you know, framing now. You know, that's something I actually look for because I'd have to do it with our own stuff. And I was just noticing the little things on it. I was like, wow, this is really shot well. So Thank good you. kudos to you guys. It wasn't just something kind of slapped together. That's that why his, I was interested a little more on the making of that. That was his first music video? Right. Yeah. Real. That 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 blows right. me away. Right. Again, just fantastic talent that's out there, but sometimes you just got to look for it and and, and that's something else that um, is kind of started with Fifth Man Radio and something that we've kind of implemented here, which is, you know, a lot of times we as artists, are, we, we're the ones that get asked to come on and do the interviews and podcasts and, you know, TV or, you know, video, YouTube stuff. But the producers rarely get a chance to talk. The guys running the lights don't get to talk, you know, it's like mm -hmm. without them doing what they're doing, too. We wouldn't look half as good, you know? It's like, with that music video, it wouldn't have looked half as good if someone got up there and didn't know what they were doing and shot it, right, you know? Right. It it's firm. like, because he knew what he was doing, it looked good. So it's like, I always love kind of delving in and figuring out, okay, well, who shot this? You know, what was his production team? Because once people just kind of start understanding how much time and effort goes into that stuff, right. when you do see a band release something of quality, you're like, oh, damn. I know right. it went into that, and that's awesome. So again, really big on get big up on you guys. So something else you're missing. I really didn't know that you were handcrafting the uh, the bottles and the coasters. I I saw handcrafted on there, but it can be handcrafted by someone else. Yeah, what? Right. You know, you know, we we've used that before. You know, it's it's been handcrafted by someone in another state and was shipped to us, and now we sell it. Right. So you know, I I did not know that you were actually making those. You know, I've I've just always been a creative soul uh whenever i was you know in high school i was i took extra art classes mm -hmm. i was vice president of the art club i did the big mural on our uh, senior wall in their cafeteria um and, and arts just in in various forms has just been my thing right um you know and so you know i don't do as much like uh, pencil hand drawing stuff these days but it's it's kind of manifested in other ways whether it be graphic design mm -hmm. or uh, you know, music, or I'm also a game designer now. Uh huh. I was, I was, if, you, if you hadn't have said that, Segway. I was like, ooh, he's a fucking pro. He's leading me in. I know where we're going with this. There's your segue. <laughs> yes, uh, you, something very unique. I can't say that any of my close friends or even um, people that I'd say would be acquaintances have done something quite as unique as this. You created your own card tabletop kind of something that plays as a board game. See, I'll watch your video. Yeah, you. <laughs> it's good to do your research. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing art on it. Um, so why don't you give us a little more info on that? Because I read through the Kickstarter, which is now live. Right. Um, 
And I want to say it's got, what, 26-some-odd days left, and right. you're about halfway to your goal. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah, keeping my fingers crossed. You know <laughs> that's, I, that's so awesome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the game. Okay, so the game is called Hunt Master, and mm-hmm. it's a monster hunting, family, family-friendly game of deduction and bluffing. Um, and of course there's monsters in it because, right. you know, it's being... love monsters. <laughs> I couldn't tell being the owner of the comic monster, right. you know, <laughs> no. And being in a band called Graveyard Boulevard. No. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know if you ever got to know, uh, an awesome artist that lived in Charlotte. He's in California now, but Elf, did you ever get to meet Elf? I didn't. Um, well, anyway, before he moved out to California, um, I approached him with an idea of the game, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I sat down with him and his wife and played played my prototype copy of the game. And, right, and uh, they enjoyed it. I said, "Do you want to do the artwork for this? Is this something you'd be willing to take the ride with me and see if we can make something out of it?" Because I don't have any money I can give you right now, but right. if you want to see what happens. And he did, and it was awesome. And you know, he came up with twenty amazing pieces of artwork for monsters. And I completely another... agree on that, man. Yeah, and then another nine for locations. And um, so you know, I've been, we've been putting it together for about two years now, which is longer than I wish it would take. But you know, it just takes time to do these things. It does, especially if you're going to do it right. Right. So you didn't want to put something out, spend all that time and effort already, and then put out something half-assed. And right. I got to name one of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of it? Do you want to spoil that, or is no, that something you want to no, let it come out? Wait for it to come out. Okay. Well, they can see it online if you want to tell them. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, just okay. Okay, <laughs> you guys gotta Don't go to Kickstarter and you guys gotta check out the video and give us some support. So yes, you can check uh, it out there. Yeah, if you Google Huntmaster Kickstarter, uh, there's about 26 days left. Uh, it ends on December 6th. Um, but yeah, a little more support to get it there would be fantastic. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, you'll be little under 20 days left. So I'm gonna be supporting it. I did not realize how inexpensive it was. Right. That was the one thing. Is I saw it and I'm like, ooh. I also want the new release, so do I? Because you threw two things at me at once, and I'm, I'm I have limited funds, and you, and then I went, ah, damn! So you threw two things at me at once, and I had to kind of pick. So I didn't realize how inexpensive that was going to be. For twenty bucks, you right. get the whole thing. Right. Exactly. So I'm just like, oh, that's a no-brainer. I went because I saw the artwork on it, and I saw how much time and energy was being put into it beforehand. So I've been following it for about two years. Ever since you started posting the photos, you were being real cryptic about it. You weren't saying what it was going to be for but I'm just like ooh I really like this art <laughs> <laughs> so I was latched on from the start so thinking through all that I'm like this is going to be like 35 40 bucks I really want it I'm going to wait a little bit though and doing my research on it the past few weeks I actually took a look closer look and I was like wow so I'm definitely going to be picking it up. And we, of course, urge the listeners to pick it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah speaking drink- of, Cap, uh, you, you brought something into the all right <laughs> into tra- this lexicon here. So Wait. why don't you talk about this? I decided to get the Metallica beer. I'm not going to say the name of it in case uh, they get bitchy about it. So we're just Let them get the- bitchy. Yeah, what's you don't want to piss Lars off, man. Fuck He'll Lars. What's, it, what's it called? <laughs> all right. Well, Lars Ulrich. Let him play out of time in my face. L- Lars Ulrich, if you're listening, we're drinking your <laughs> yeah, shit. If he's listening. Your Who the PBR fuck do you copy. Think we are? Yeah. <laughs> We're enjoying your PBR uh, enter night pilsner, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, Lars, complain about it. I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the beer is better us, than the band is now. We're not above this. I've been pissing on Motley Crue since episode one. Someone needs to catch on. <laughs> I need to publicize 
city. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, Austin, I'll, I'll start putting copyrighted music in this show. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I spent, they got my money, so they win in the end anyway. There you go. So it is basically just a glorified PBR. It pretty, is a glorified much. PBR. It says Pilsner, but, you know, that's it's... Um, yeah, the design is cool, you know, this big Satan head and, you know, the fake Metallica logo. Yeah, a couple of speakers just blowing out. I paid $15 for this fucking six-pack, too. It looks like they stole something from the fill-ins, though, this lightning bolt thing. <laughs> oh, so man. maybe we got a lawsuit. Maybe you, maybe you guys have a lawsuit. Hey, that's our design. Yeah, so, I think I think David Bowie might have a case first. Right. <laughs> I was watching that the other night, actually. Yeah. Yeah, or the or ACDC. <laughs> I think there's a few bands that may have a case before we do. Hot, like, I never said we were original. I said we did it better. Yeah. Right, this is Alex. Is this Alex from the fill-ins? Like, I was listening to your podcast. Was something good? Something Who the good fuck for is you? talking? This is Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I was just calling like, oh. you up. And I did not like your comments on our beer. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, Shut up, James. I'm trying to trying to get in a lawsuit. <laughs> We play walk and wool. <laughs> his Danish accent, he doesn't have R's, it's W's. Oh, yeah, if you listen exactly. to his stuff, he's like, well, we were called it the new record. <laughs> I hear he'll beat your ass in tennis, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just want to see that video now of Alex playing tennis with Lars Ulrich. That's, that's going to be the title of this episode, Lars Ulrich beat my ass in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not my favorite band beer I've ever had. No, nope. but a not. little bit more respectful than the fucking um, Ernie Ball six string oh, yeah, IPA. Oh that's a yeah. thing. IPAs, IPAs give me a migraine. Well, Dude, right. Well, let's get let's get y'all's opinion on that. So, is there a difference between Metallica releasing a beer and Ernie Ball releasing a beer? Like nope. a like a gear company. There releasing isn't a something difference. Or... I, I am the beer official, uh, the the beer guy for the band okay because okay? I, I am the one who loves the all beer. right so scotty abby's a big mixed drink guy actually our new I drummer by, i can tell by a snazzy uh overcoat here oh yeah, he has yeah. A bit more his of a smoker's taste. jacket that man, man loves smoker's jackets <laughs> he's, he's hugh hefner of the band <laughs> but yeah our, our, our new drummer clay clay actually works for a local brewery in salisbury Ser- uh, new serum brewery fantastic beers the guys are, are they they're make they putting out they're putting out some some just awesome flavored beers. Right. Um, he recently uh, acquired a job there. He's not old enough to drink yet. So, <laughs> how does that work? It, it, it how works does that in work, there, dude. It definitely works in there. I know favor. you're not going to talk. So I know you're just going to smile at me and just shake your head. That's a little odd, brother. But you know, just. You <laughs> no, that's odd because I, I've also seen scenarios where like uh, servers that are underage, like you know. Oh yeah. That oh, will yeah. still get jobs yeah, there. Yeah, he actually yeah, does work at a bar. And that's what's odd. It's like, okay, so you're not allowed behind the bar. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the bar. Like, <laughs> he's behind the bar. It's <laughs> fucked up laws. So, like, you can. <laughs> you, so, I can, like, carry around bottles of liquor just fine. I can right. open them. I can uh, carry around an open bottle of liquor, but I can't turn that over and pour it. I can that's hold. What I was see, uh, so I can hold a okay. cup while somebody else pours liquor into it. That's legal. But I can't hold that bottle when it's upside down. But then you can hold the bottle, though. Yeah, as, long, as long as I'm as not pouring it. Down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so actually works. He laws, actually works man. for the Fish Bowl in Salisbury. So it oh, used I was to, just there not too long it ago. It used to be called Nashville Nights. Um, I'm trying to get 
us a show there. That'd be fun. The fill-ins. And, oh, okay. It's uh, a neat little stage. And and the boulevard and possibly one other, maybe. Do they have, uh, well, no. I'll, ask que- I'll ask questions uh off yeah, we'll off worry mic. about that later. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's we can not cut that to... part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. Every time you say we cut that part, I leave it in. <laughs> no, I have legit questions. <laughs> it's just it's the basis that has questions. Yes, yeah, there'll, there'll I, be I am, a plug in for your base. It'll be fine. I, I am I am pretty much a beer snob, you know. I mean, but I will drink PBR because as see, but, as, as bands know on the road. That is the dollar beer to drink in the so clubs. That, thank you. Here was our argument here. Okay, so that was a the the Metallica beer. That was a what? Uh, Pilsner. It's a Pilsner. It's a Pilsner. Okay, yeah. so that's a bit more accessible to a general audience, especially a rock and roll or punk rock audience. The Ernie Ball one was a specialized IPA microbrew, and since there's six strings on a guitar, we're yeah. going to put six notes of uh, three different hops and three different fruits, you know, flavors in there, and they're, cra- yeah, they're kind of crafting all this shit together. See, fruit and beer doesn't work for See, me. Now, but here's my thing, though. <laughs> the reason I say there's a little bit more of a connect, even as shitty as it may be, the Metallica beer, there's a connect there. Same oh, thing oh, with the absolutely. Iron Maiden beer. Metallica and Iron Maiden fans like to drink. That makes sense. You want to buy a beer from your favorite band. Yeah, fuck yeah, Metallica. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> you don't go, fuck yeah, Ernie Ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It feels a little more lame, Ernie Ball making yeah, well, a fucking yeah. beer. Actually, to me, Ernie Ball strings suck. I mean, I, I, I am a... Wait, can I, I say that? Okay, all right. Yeah, Uh-oh. Oh, oh, wait, oh, Trey, so, Trey, okay. Trey wants to talk now. Okay, so Trey. <laughs> Trey, Trey hates Ernie Ball strings. <laughs> you hit, no, 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 you, You're not going to be talking that bullshit. I'm trying to get an Ernie Ball fucking endorsement. But kiss your, you kiss my fucking ass. I love Ernie Ball. Yeah, we're That's trying to I get to Dario, so. <laughs> No, man, those those uh, Ernie Ball, I don't have the pack in front of me. There's a million and one different versions of it now, but there's like the M Steel or the S Steel. It's the neon green pack. Those work amazing. I, I've legit, this isn't even a plug. <laughs> this is me legit just saying. I, they really were, I really do dig them. People have always bitched about, you know, oh, they break too quick. Dude. Mine have fucking rust on them. I hate changing my strings. Oh, I play yeah. dead. Players, we don't ever change no. strings. No. So, dude, I'm right with you. There's I don't a tone do that, that comes when the strings are dead exactly. on a bass. And I think there's a Who little. He's a drummer. You got that low E, dude. It's thumping. Okay? <laughs> I was going to say, he's good. He yells. He doesn't need a microphone. He's just going to pick up on cap signal. <laughs> We're fine. It's literally that easy. <laughs> just that easy <laughs> i forget what we were even talking about we started talking about oh, beer we're talking about we're talking about uh band and gear beers i i gear spent beers. i spent money on the metallica beer and i wouldn't be caught dead spending money on ernie ball straight <laughs> beer i know so I mean, the, the there you go doesn't make me want to drink it it tastes like balls yeah <laughs> and it's a six string ipa so they're even kind of putting the fact that it's like related to strings and it's like that feels like that would get a metallic taste. They at least didn't call that Metallica beer, you know? <laughs> Metalla beer. All right, whatever, dude. <laughs> if you're just gonna, look, the record player's over here. I don't need another broken record. You know, on, on, on the way, on the way here, we were talking to Trey about you know what to do on this interview, and we told him we ought to be he ought to be the Ace Freely sitting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, sir, explain your costume to me. <laughs> I'm a trout player. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, what do you guys feel about the end of the road tour? Um, you know what? <laughs> Give me this damn microphone. Give me this damn microphone. <laughs> Let, Let me spill my guts about Kiss because I am a longtime fan. Um, the I remember um, elementary school, sixth grade. Um, a kid gets on the bus and he has Kiss Alive vinyl, and I see this album cover and I'm like, Oh my God, this has got to be the greatest band in the world. <laughs> and I wasn't mistaken. No, you weren't? Which, which one was it? The first Alive record. Okay. I got turned on in the sixth grade to Kiss Alive. Oh my. Their first record. <laughs> the first, my first viewing of Kiss was the Alive, the first Alive record. It changed my life forever. Did it have the uh, Kiss Army sign up forms there was, and everything too? There was no Army sign up. Oh, okay. Did it have the booklet? It had the booklet. Okay. Because I know it already had the gatefold. So I, oh, you yeah. really had to fuck up oh, if you didn't get the God. gatefold. Oh, my God. So, so <laughs> I, t- I borrowed this record from this kid. I take it home. I put it on my record player. My mom is like, what is that god-awful shit you're listening to? And I'm like, yep, this is me. My like mom it. hates it. I'm going to be a KISS fan forever. Join the KISS Army. Still have a KISS Army card. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Excellent. Had an older female cousin... Kiss was playing at the original Charlotte Coliseum in 1978. She took me to the show, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is me. This is my life. You know, I, I grew up in a bluegrass family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Never playing bluegrass again. I'm going to be fucking Gene Simmons. How Got much? his autograph for free that night after the show. Oh. It was probably the highlight of you my music got it? career. Oh, yes, absolutely. Excellent. What was it on? Um, a napkin. Strangely enough, it was so a napkin. napkin. I have a napkin well, hey, with Gene you Simmons autograph on it. He was amazing. And, and the, the 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 first farewell tour, I bought mm-hmm. tickets. I'm like, never going to get to see him again. Deja vu. <laughs> oh my God, really? You're going to do a second farewell tour? Well, they didn't even stop after the farewell tour. They, they stopped for like nine months. They did farewell tours, okay? It yeah. was ridiculous. There, there was two U.S. ones and then the Japan And then one. the Japan tour. So I had a friend, um, I, w- I will mention his name, Todd Cage, <laughs> <laughs> told me the story about the second or third farewell tour. Farewell tour. Uh, yeah, Metallica beer is not that bad. <laughs> so he gets tickets to this, and all access pass. It cost him five hundred dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. for this all access pass. And the guy gets backstage, and Gene Simmons is there, and Gene Simmons wants another five hundred dollars for an autograph. Yep. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And you got yours for free. <laughs> yeah, I got yep. mine for free. And how much were the tickets back then? I'm. Not, I don't even want to say. I mean, go ahead. Right, no. It was ten bucks. See, that's I bought what a gets t-shirt. Me. I bought a t-shirt for eight dollars. That's what I gets spent me. Eighteen bucks on a concert, and, Every and it was time. Kiss. Everybody that saw Kiss in their prime paid ten dollars. Headline. To headline in 1977 or whatever. <laughs> that kills me every time. It does. Yeah, I think Clayton said for his his ticket was like eight fifty something oh, yeah. like that. 
77 76 somewhere in that area well my cousin told me 10 bucks so yeah yeah so it was, it was probably it was $10. Eight, <laughs> right. she was like it's 10 bucks you know i'm gonna get some gas money out of this little bastard so, so how do you feel <laughs> so uh on the last episode uh we were discussing a lot of the stuff because with the end of the road tour basically that promo is hit fucking full swing on oh i'm sure all over tv they're doing the cruise now and ace was on the cruise and all this other stuff have you seen any of the video of that i I have not seen the video yet. I'm kind of busy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to keep up with. There's a lot to keep up too, with. I'm busy too, but I have a show to do. I'm like you. I'm also searching, you know, indie bands and stuff. I'm listening yeah. to indie music all the time. And, right. and you know, it's actually how um, I got introduced to the Sloppy Seconds. Really? Was, oh, right oh, yes. yeah. oh, dude, Indianapolis band. I love those guys. Actually, I wanted to cover Janie is a Nazi because I love that song. <laughs> but I can't get the band to do it yet. So. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> so, no, so their promo tour has really kicked off and everything. Oh, yeah. And how do you feel about Tommy and the Ace makeup? You know, they purchased the makeup outright. Mm-hmm. They bought Ace it from Ace it. and Peter. They yeah. actually sold. They sold it. I'm sure they've got paid handsomely for the use of that makeup. I talked to Peter actually at Mad Monster Party about it. Okay, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, we it was fair. We, I I was happy with the situation. Right. You know, I was happy with the payment. He he didn't give me any figures. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he pro- he probably course. really needed it. Yeah. Well, but you know, and, I read his book. He needed it. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, and I love I love Peter Chris, but he was not the greatest drummer, uh, you know, at, especially at that time. He had a certain vibe to him, though. He did, and and, and I think without him, because I was actually talking with Cap with this the other day, we were listening to Destroyer, and just uh, it was the redone one they did a few yeah. years ago oh, yeah, with okay. the remastering, mm-hmm. and you could really hear Peter's kind of like snare fills on Detroit Rock City. You could really hear that jazz influence. Oh yeah, and that was right after we were watching the most recent press tour stuff, and Kiss was playing Detroit Rock City. Eric Singer, phenomenal drummer. Yeah. Amazing. I love him as a drummer. Do not mistake me. But he just doesn't have that same flavor that Peter has. So it sounds so robotic and it's like a. And that's why. Instead of a. Oh, yeah. You know, Peter had just a certain groove and looseness to his playing that, you know, they just don't have that now. So. Exactly. Kiss was the band that. That really opened my eyes even later in music because before I signed with the Boulevard, I was in a progressive metal band. Really? Huh. Yeah, I played... In the vein of... I mean, like like Dream Theater kind of stuff. I Word. mean, you know, we played progressive metal. Wow. It Just was... Um, Eight-minute shred tunes. Oh, yeah, this. yeah. You know, and when, you, when you're in a band like that, especially in the... I guess in the late eighties or, or early nineties when that was, you're you playing know. for guitar players and their girlfriends, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and at, at, at that point in my career, uh, my band was kind of falling apart and I saw that the Boulevard was looking for a bass player, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm nine years older than these guys. So I get a, I get a, I send, Ray, M- Abby, Ray. <laughs> See, it's just confusing. Tom, Tommy, Abby Ray normal. Tommy Ray, Johnny, Abby Ray normal. So I, I send this guy a message. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm interested in a, in a tryout. You know, so he sends me like ten songs, and I learn the songs, and and I show up, and I'll never forget. Zero was the drummer at the time, and I, and 
I was a big drag queens fan. Right. You know, it, it was simple music and, and the songs were hilarious. <laughs> you know, I, I'm still friends with Wednesday. But, <laughs> but I, I, Good old I roll in my 810 SVT cabinet, you know, and my rack mount head. and, and mm, Can't go wrong with and, that. Oh, exactly. Ampeg all the way. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ampeg all the way. So Zero looks and he goes, wow, that's a that's a big bass rig. And, of course, the first thing out of my mouth is, this is what men play through. <laughs> you know, this, yes. this, is, this is a real musician bass. I don't know what you've had in the past, but this is what a man's rig looks like. <laughs> you know, and I go in and, and I've got the songs down and it's a little different live than it is on the record. But I, I hope that I nailed the... The, I think you did. You're still audition. here. And, uh, you know, I highly so I, doubt they just settled. I mean, it is bass. And I'm like, well, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> they can uh, find another one pretty uh, easy. I can throw know, a rock in this town. Beer. We'll hey. all be a bunch of fighting <laughs> motherfuckers say, I up in here. That Look, man, I could throw a damn rock in this town and hit a bass player, okay? I think you did good. You're still in the band after all these years. So, you know, I, I load up my gear and I go back to the house and, and I had a... a, a I was walking my dog and the wife comes out and she goes, Abby's on the phone. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, here we go. You know? And he was like, Hey, we got a show in two weeks. You going to be ready. I'm like, yes, I will totally be ready. Let's <laughs> just say yes and figure it out later. And after playing, <laughs> oh, in this, we're doing a lot in this, of that right now. <laughs> after playing in this prog band, we do a show at the money. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the money in Rock Hill. Okay. Yep. I've been there. And I, I have, like this persona of myself on stage for this show. Right. And I show up and I put my stage gear on, you know, and I didn't have a stage name yet, <laughs> but I made one up oh, and it yeah. was, I wore a burnt up lab coat with the sleeves cut out of it. Okay. And it said scurvy above the, the pocket. Right. And I was like, that's, that's, that's going to be my new stage name. So the first song is meet me at the grave. I jump out on the front of the stage. I'll never forget this. I, I jump out on the front. They have these call these uh, speakers laying on their sides at the front of the stage. Yeah, right. You remember the money? Yeah, yeah. So I jump out on the, and I look and the the place is packed. Okay, and, and that's pretty good. Which is good for the yeah, money. For right. Yeah, yeah. And I look and the first ten people I look at are singing the words to this original song. Nice. And I got this warm fuzzy feeling, and I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, I'm here. I, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. You know, my whole life is... Isn't that the most surreal thing? It's like, uh, uh, talking with, uh, I forget who we were talking about it with one time, but, oh, it was with Simon, which is lyrics that, for all intents and purposes, you thought while taking a dump. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, a clever little line you thought of while sitting on the toilet. You jot it down in your phone. Maybe a few weeks later, someone brings a riff, or you wind up writing a riff, and it's like, hey, you know, that, that kind of works over that. All of a sudden, fast forward a few months later, you're playing it, and people are yelling it back at you. That's such a weird thing. Because I've, I've really kind of... It is. first it's, happens to it's you. It's also yeah. just the confirmation that somebody likes this. and Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to keep doing it. Even if it's just a few handful of people, they're taking the time to learn the song, and man, mm -hmm. that feels good. And, and that's where it reverts back with what we've said before is, you know, they took the time out of their evening to come see us. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to disrespect maybe two or three people that are there. They took the time. We all work. Right. We all have to spend money. Right. They yeah. decided to take time out of their night, spend money to see us. We're not going to get up there and go, oh, there's five people. 
fuck this. Yeah. You know, yeah, and do a half-ass set or cut songs and everything else. It's like, no, those handful of people are here and they paid. They they deserve a damn show. And speaking of, even if they didn't pay, like tonight's right. show, they deserve yeah. a damn show. Because, <laughs> because they still took time out of their night uh, to come see us. Which, by the way, that's one of the reasons we were able to all get together in this nice little rooming everything else because we are doing a show at Tommy's tonight which would have been last week for everyone now listening to it we record a week ahead in the time if you haven't been able to catch it's yeah. not live like your Facebook post said you dumbass Scotty sends out a message he's like check out our live podcast I'm like Nowhere did we kid. say this is live. I was just really excited. <laughs> we don't have that technology yet. Plus, we ain't motherfucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> plus, I still got to get like a soundboard. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes down in editing. <laughs> are you are you saving this episode? Yeah, it actually is saving. Oh, yeah. The ghost didn't fuck with I, it this okay. time, right? Yeah, ghost, fuck off for this one, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, uh, no, it's recording. I already stood up and checked it because I also because the uh, the SD card also has a time limit, so I was making sure we were still good on that. Right. <laughs> hey, let's talk to Clay and Trey. I'm kind of curious what they have to say about being in the band these days. Clay, Trey. Yeah, let, let's get the, let's Trey get the perspective. Let's get that perspective real quick. Trey, we yeah. we we have a little bit of history. We've played yeah. some shows together. We, we, yeah. We yeah. So yeah. You, we've I've I've had my back turned to you the entire yeah, time. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not much of a talker. I am terrible at social uh, interactions. Hey, I am too, but I threw myself into doing podcasting. And plus, isn't it so odd that musicians do have a little bit of a social complex? We are right. usually pretty reserved and kind of, we may not be the extrovert. Yeah. We may be the introvert. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit different. you know. Put the I'm, microphone near your face. Oh, sorry. Yeah, see, Talk that, into the I'm already fucking it up. <laughs> uh, well, we knew you know, that. That's so, why you've been sitting behind me the whole time. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's a little bit different when I'm, when I guess when I feel put on the spot, you know? Yeah. Kind of, but, like uh, now. Compared, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, how you know? Just looking at you. Yeah. But, uh, when I'm on stage, you know, it's kind of like when the show starts, I just black the fuck out. You know? I can like relate to that. Completely different for the next 30 to 45 minutes and totally different person so, so do you feel like you're a different person in playing with like skipper the lion versus graveyard uh, oh yeah i, I personally um uh, with the boulevard i, I kind of feel a little bit more myself because i i grew up listening to them well, they duh. were uh, <laughs> actually fun, fun fact, because um, what's the relation yeah well scott is my unbiological uncle excellent um, so yeah uh I grew up next door to him, and uh, you know, when I was very young, uh, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Been inundated from birth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when I was really young, I wanted to learn how to play guitar, and uh, you know, the Boulevard was pretty much like the band that mm -hmm. I listened to. You know, I love how it's a the, lot. I love how it's the Boulevard, the Boulevard. Yeah, the Boulevard. Well, the band made that long. You have to abbreviate yeah. it. In some yeah, way. I love <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to fucking say all that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We ain't but, uh, too bright. We got shit to say. <laughs> lots of uh, lots of people don't really know this, but the first song that I actually ever completed on guitar was Nightmareica by Graveyard Boulevard. Really? You know, the first song I ever learned all the way through was a Graveyard Boulevard song. That's so, awesome. And that was about 10 years ago. So. What a full circle this is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tremont Music Hall. It was, I was 10 years old. It was March of 2009. What show was that? Clown. March of 2000? Clown. Clown. Yep. Yep. I was house. there. The I was, yes. Yep. I was there uh, for that yeah, one. Yeah, that Damn, that was before my time here. Yeah. Yep. My dad, uh, he drug me on stage in a body bag. 
No, there's still actually there's a YouTube video of that. that I'm sure there is. Uh, Doug Knipe, uh, which he played the purple clown and yeah. uh, yeah. clown, yeah. which <laughs> used to be basis for anything. Um, he filmed a lot of that, so I have a feeling part of y'all set is still up there. No, nah, man, that show was nice. Was that the second one or the first one? Because I think he did two of them. That was the. Um, that was the second. I think that was the second time uh, he did a zombie walk. Um, he did a show with us at the zombie walk one year in yeah. Salisbury, and he got on stage. But that that was not the Tremont show. Was like the kick in the ass. Okay. Because oh yeah. The place was packed. Uh, as soon as the song was over, the crowd was like cheering, and I go up and put my arm around him. I was like, "Dude, they're cheering for you. Go get some high fives, you know." And he goes across the stage, and when he's done, he has like the shit-eating grin on his face, and all I can think is, "Yep, he's done. He's ruined." Yep, that's all it took, <laughs> and it was all downhill from there. there. <laughs> <laughs> was... How many oh. shows have you done with uh, Graveyard oh, at this point? Uh, I think at this point, I've been in the Boulevard officially a little over a year now. Yeah, yep. and um. So is the Graveyard Boulevard better than a Sesame Street? Yes. Okay, let's make it sure. Because you're just up and down on the boulevard. Yeah. About, uh, <laughs> no, um, well, it's it's really been a fun experience for me because um, the Boulevard is actually the first band that's actually taken me outside of North Carolina. Oh, wow. So um, being able to play even in South Carolina, you know, at, gr- at places like Ground Zero. Um, and what was that place that we played in Columbia? Uh, New, New Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Tavern, New Brooklyn. yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, we played too. a couple of shows with the Independents, and that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So um, it's gonna say my old band, uh, Live for Nays. We did a few shows. With yeah. The uh, whereas you know Skipper, we, we kind of tend to stay around the Charlotte area a lot, mm-hmm. and um, we just kind of do our own thing. We got our own lives and gluing <laughs> everything together. You know, trying to pay the bills, I suppose. You know. And besides you, you said new drummer. So yeah. well, go ahead and introduce yourself. You were Mr. you were Bre- in it a little bit yeah, earlier. So yeah, Mr. Brewery himself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Free beer for everyone. Yeah. It looks like he works in a brewery with the flannel on the beard. Yeah, I know. It doesn't look like I played drums for a punk band at all. <laughs> Clay hates South Carolina, by the way. Yeah, that, that was my thing that I hate. Like, yeah. sorry. Sorry to anybody who lives there, but no, it's a trash town. I li- yeah, I, no. Look, I used to live in Gaffney. I know. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's, when you're on 77 and you're going towards it, you're in Charlotte, you're like, oh, it's an okay day, whatever. It's like you don't even have to see the fucking Welcome to South Carolina sign. It's like everything that ails you just comes over you. We were on the way to the Columbia show and the bottom fell out instantly. As oh, my soon God. As over the state line, the bottom fell out. Water just rained. Wow. And, and then, of course, Clay starts. This is what I'm on about. Yeah, so you know? the whole ride up there is just nothing but Clay in the back seat talking shit about Columbia. I, I really genuinely think that they should keep Charleston and Myrtle Beach. Not because I really like Myrtle Beach, but like because it is just Gastonia. It's Myrtle Beach. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Is Gastonia with what? It's Gastonia with an ocean. That's all it is. It is. <laughs> but, but like, I just said a button. Uh, quit on touching the side. it. <laughs> trying to get everybody on the mic. No, it's still fine, but quit touching it. All right. <laughs> yeah, but Don't look at it. Just talk to it, damn it. Alone. Just trying to get everybody's two cents. This is going to be on the, the mic. Sub- quit touching it. <laughs> See, adjusting. bassists don't listen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we don't. He's I already right. said that motherfucker's loud enough. It's picking. There are two microphones on the end of that. One's pointing at you. One's got a point to him. We're fine. Right, <laughs> and now we're so, sharing yeah, this microphone. So we're good. Gastonia with a 
beach. Yeah. Gastonia so, like, with the beach. Isn't that great? But like, if you're ever in a dark place, you can go there and you can just do whatever, and people accept it. So oh, dude, stay. dead, dead serious. A girl split up with me, and I lost my job in the same week. The last little bit of money I had, I took a Greyhound down to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a place that people go when they're in a dark time in their life, and that's yep. necessary. But other than Charleston and Myrtle Beach, burn it down and try again. <laughs> burn it down and try again. <laughs> Feels like that should be a song title. Right. <laughs> burn it down and try again. That's our drummer, so that's our song. I, hey, God I damn it. He did say it first. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to grab it. <laughs> but whoever gets... You already a re- got sarcasm. But, if, but, if right? the, but whoever gets it recorded and released first, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I know you guys have a studio. We have a studio, so whoever is creative first <laughs> will like find show. out. I'm guessing all you guys are having a good time with us, right? Oh, absolutely. Good, good, good. All right, back to Clay. Yeah, Let's but another Clay. cool uh, small world thing. The right? first band I ever saw in a club was the Boulevard. Really? Yeah, I was going to, it was in Amos's. I was going to see the Misfits, Misfits, and they were opening up for him. Oh. That was my first concert ever. Were you wow. <laughs> what? So were you with that one? What year was it? Uh, oh, man. Jesus. Um, maybe around 2006? Yeah, I was... 06? Right? That does sound right. I think I was 10. You were a so that, that sounds right. I may have been there and didn't know who the hell you guys were. Because, like, Dead Serious, I, I, that was at the age where I wasn't paying attention to what local music was at the time. So I think I was at that show and just didn't know who the hell you guys were. <laughs> That's nutty. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I remember specifically uh, Jerry came out and was actually being really cool with everyone yeah. after yeah, the set. Yeah, I remember that, too. After the show, yeah. Yeah. And Dez... Dez was on, he was guitar, guitar. Dude, and Robo was on drums. All I wanted to talk about was Black Flag. I was going to say, and you had Robo on drums. And it's because... And it's his phone. So he grabs his phone and he's like, yeah, I'm going to send this to Henry now. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I sent Henry the finger. You know? <laughs> and it's like five minutes and Henry responds. You know, it's like, where the fuck are you guys? And <laughs> like, we're in North Carolina with this band, Graveyard Boulevard. These guys are cool as fuck. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I was just like, dude, stop. Henry might think we're lame. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard his poetry. <laughs> yeah, it took you a second. <laughs> it was. Like a uh, it, was. It, it, it hit me a little delay on that one. <laughs> so, so how many shows for the Boulevard have you played? Very few. I Very think this few. This is fourth. This is fourth. Ooh. Yeah. This is gonna be fun. Because I played this two in South Carolina, and then we played a friend's birthday party. Nice. Last week? Was it last week? For free. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Time just kind of. Hey, don't be talking shit. We're probably doing this shit tonight for free too. So. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Such is indie band life. Yep. 
hey, maybe we just need to book a uh, make a fake booking agent. Okay. <laughs> That's all we need at this European point. Tour together. Right? Yeah, we're <laughs> we, Phil's Graveyard Boulevard European tour. Front us some money, assholes. <laughs> but no, in, re- in all reality, uh, definitely front uh, Abby Normal and his awesome new card game. We'll be pimping it all week along with this episode. Woo-hoo. Trust me. And I feel like it's about that time for us to dig into our Spotify accounts and figure out what the fuck have we been listening to? What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. So, like I said, we'll kind of go round table. Uh, going to start with me. One band I've been listening to a lot the past week. A little bit different style from what we've uh, talked about in the past, but a band called The Stripes. And damn amazing. I like they- The Stripes. Uh, they've they've gone through some sound changes. Their first record was real kind of garage rock, uh, downstroke, clean guitar, uh, almost like they were trying to be like the if Chuck Berry meets the Beatles kind of vibe with their look and sound. Really wow. interesting. But as they progress, they kind of maybe hit more of the flower child 60s kind of thing. So it almost has a little bit of a doors kind a of, of vibe to it. Clean guitars, acoustic guitars, organs and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, so so it definitely kind of has like a groovy 60s vibe to it. And there's just some really outstanding tracks. Turn the phones off! <laughs> there's a sample. Spotify sucks. Spotify is Dude, it awesome. Really is. As far as like trying to scroll yeah, and you just land your stuff on, but anyway. Oh yeah, it is Where's very sensitive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you poor the soul. The future is yeah. now, old man. My phone's got a cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can look up YouTube videos and things. <laughs> I was gonna say you guys are on it. I was gonna say yeah. You're in our Y'all playlist. You better know what the fuck it is. We've been promoting you guys with the shit. What's Spotify? The shit you've been sharing. That's where, that's where your album budget went. <laughs> it's called digital release. You should at least know where it is. <laughs> so no, a few standout tracks. I really like uh, Need a Break from the Holidays and uh, Great Expectations. And if you're someone that actually pays attention to lyrics and themes, I'm not going to spoil it, but there definitely feels like there's an overarching theme throughout the whole album that if you really start dissecting the lyrics and maybe if you go back and read a little bit of the band's history, I feel like this album is kind of like the singer opening up his diary. All the songs kind of have the same kind of idea or theme to it, that, that of being a family. If you go and read their history, their dad... Uh, was a very popular kind of session um, player. So because of his dad, they kind of had a little bit of a leg up in some areas. And because of that, he kind of tried controlling things. And I think this album may be the departure of them finally doing their own thing away from him. And it feels like the album is kind of very reflective on that. It's like the Beach Boys or something like that with the Wilsons. Yeah, so the the lyrics kind of reflect that. So So if you actually listen to it and look for a deeper meaning I think you might find one and even though I don't necessarily relate I think it's a very relatable album with understanding the emotions of where it's coming from and because of that that's my recommendation of the week Captain what do you have for us uh, I've been listening to the live record from Imperial State Electric yes it was released earlier this year uh, for those that don't know Imperial State Electric is this really great Swedish band fronted by Nick Anderson who used to front the helicopters and mm-hmm. still does I'm um, festivals and stuff like that but this record is kind of has the feel of like a classic 70s live record where it's a compilation of all of the best songs from the band's catalog like 70s records used to 
promoting things like that too. and it's recorded like a 70s record too because exactly. it's quote unquote live where, where <laughs> things could have been added here and there because it's really crisp oh it totally is though. but it doesn't take away from the fact not at that all because the live was heavily edited and it's still exactly a and, that, and like i said it has a the feel of that for where like a lot of live records that have come out in the past 20 years just don't have yeah I know, I totally agree. They just not they're not as fun to listen to, but with this one it it's I put it up there with uh, the Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous, Kiss Alive, uh Hell Frampton comes alive even. I enjoy it. Y'all can judge me, whatever, but yeah. <laughs> and both of our selections will be found in the Something Good for You playlist, which will be in the show notes that you yes, can check indeed. out. And of course on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Yeah, we have an Instagram. I'm not really promoting it that much, but it's the same tag as everything else at something GFY. Uh, and so that, like I said, that's the shit we've been listening to, but let's go around the table. Uh, Scotty, I, I am just going to listening to, I'm just going to say this with the new queen movie coming out. I've mm-hmm. been going back through history and, and listening to a lot of old queen stuff. Um, I kind of have been too, actually. It's, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm really digging the movie. I think they did an excellent job on the, on the whole Freddie, on the whole Freddie Mercury character. Um, Totally oblivious to the guy who played the part. Right. But in doing so, um, was introduced to, um, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he is actually a in a tribute band, and the guy is spot on. Oh, I heard about Marcus, that. I remember that Marcus, now. Um, Marcus, no, Mark. Uh, it's Mark something. But the guy, I, I watched some of his videos. Mark and Martell. Yeah, Martell. And, and, and the guy was right fantastic. And I... I'm a huge Queen fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a '70s rocker, so oh, yeah. you know it's Queen. '70s Kiss. were the best. They had the best glam rock albums ever. Oh my God, Iggy Stardust. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember all the days, all those days. You know, even early Cooper. You know, oh yeah, that killer record. Oh my God, that 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 made I, I hate EBO bases, but I wanted to buy one just because right? that was you know that is fantastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, of and course, now I own a, one. So. <laughs> and that's an excellent recommendation. Yeah, it is. But, but you know, I've, I've been listening to a lot of Old Queen uh, just because of the new movie release. So, yeah, What would you throw out there for the album for everyone to check out if they want to revisit some Queen? And not a greatest hits, but what would you say is a legit album? What would be the one you'd pick? You know, when Jazz came out, it had a lot of cool stuff on it. Cool. You know, the 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 mixes were fantastic. The, the recordings were just amazing the the overall tone of the record mm-hmm. you know a little bit more stiff than the a lot of the 70s records but that was kind of a good thing for it, that it was and uh you know it was just everything was tighter exactly you know then it, the early stuff was really loose recorded analog of course i'm a big analog oh, fan yes. and they had like a zillion voices on all uh, of them oh, oh yeah things. oh yeah so zillion guitars layers playing. and yep. layers of of everything you know but um i think all that jazz uh um the jazz record was the last one I purchased by Queen. You I'm, know, I'll go with Sheer Heart Attack. No, oh, yeah, we're oh. probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <players>. Abby Ray, <laughs> you go. what you've been listening to lately, sir? Abby right, Abby Ray. <laughs> Sounds like a porn star. <laughs> Abby Ray. <laughs> well, he's kind of looking like it in his little uh, smoking suit over here, smoking jacket. Let's go ahead and get so folks see what we're talking about here. The nice, sexy Abby Ray. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we'll get a group photo for the end of the day too. Uh, you know, I like you know as we spoke about earlier, just artists artists that seem genuine and authentic and. Mm-hmm. 
the guy that keeps crossing my playlist is Michael Monroe comes to mind. Uh, I've been seeing a lot right. from him lately. Yeah, I mean, and he just he's written some fantastic songs. Even you know, as recently as I think 2017, he had mm-hmm. a new single come out. Um, but it's just some fantastic stuff. And you know, you know, of course, he was the singer of Hanaway Rocks back in the day. But yep. That's uh, no kill to guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like a day one, fade. man, I've been on that one. He's <laughs> <laughs> a drummer. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to feel about that. We're going to be talking to a drummer next to see what he's been listening to. <laughs> now, Michael Monroe's been putting out consistent work within like the past like five or six years, yes, too. I, I dig yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah, Any specific stuff. record you'd recommend folks checking out? You know, I, I don't know. I think he's just he's released some singles, and I don't know how much of it's on. I don't pay attention to like album titles anymore because right. pay attention to songs because it's so digital. Uh, you know, right. the the Hanaway Rocks album, of course, that everybody should check out is right. Two Steps from the Move. Yep, um, yep. Bob Ezrin um, produced that one. I don't know why I threw that one out, but it's true. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I, I didn't know that, so I'm just sitting here going, "All right, word." Because bass players are intelligent. They just hold useless information. Exactly. (laughs) Harvesters useless knowledge. Well, and of course, because y'all have uh, extra brain space, because you're not having to remember all these guitar licks, so you've got room to remember all the extra bullshit. (laughs) You forget I was a guitar player for 10 years. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Exactly. And we switched to bass because you guys were too vain to do so. (laughs) We're wannabe guitar players. I play bass in Biggie Stardust. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I can talk shit, as I am a bassist also. So (laughs) shut the fuck up and sit down. Uh, I I played bass in the end. Independence. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 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 one of my bases, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listeners, learn bass and you'll be as cool I'll, as I will all say of though, us. I will say, though, since all of us have played either bass or guitar at one point, the best bassists used to be guitar players. Absolutely. Mm. I will yep. say that because I think he's one of the best. And with you saying that, it's like, oh, yeah, duh. Now it makes sense. You're a great bassist also. So I think that's something that we've all kind of connected with is the best bassists were ex-guitar players. I'd also like to point out that our drummer plays bass. <laughs> All right, right well, pa- pass that microphone on over then. So let's see. So uh, <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. Ooh, that ain't bass. A really shitty sounding banjo. Really shitty sounding. Who wants to go play with Parliament? I do like Parliament. Even Bootsy played a four string. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I got it so I could do infectious groove stuff. Really well, there you All go. right, that's Robert Trujillo. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. Okay. He gets a pass. <laughs> what you been listening to, sir? I've been listening to Lard a lot recently. Lard? Yeah. What is that? I was so, going to say. Jello like, uh, Biafra from the Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Oh. And Al, however the fuck you say his last name, from Ministry. Oh, okay. Jergison. Yep. That's it. Can, oh, word. How, did, how have I not known about this? I didn't know this? that was a thing. Oh, yeah, really? really? Yeah. Oh, it's like kind of got sort of an industrial thing from Al and then obviously Jell-O. Nah. So, Al, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Al's like producing all of it and putting his musical like spins I, on all of it It's definitely got, stuff. he's dipped his toe in all of it for sure. It's definitely got his kind of thing to it. Word. And it's got that like, I, the way that Jell-O, I feel like he just thinks of things. He's like, I'm going to write a fucking song about it. Mm-hmm. Like song titles like Jesus was a terrorist. That's, that's a real song that man wrote. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ministry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> ministry just sounds like meth. Oh yeah. If meth had a soundtrack, it's yeah. ministry. If music were a drug. Uh, <laughs> ministry would be 
ministry would be met. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything that Al Jurgensen does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. I'm definitely going to have to check that yeah. out. It, and I, really solid. Word. It sounds fun. And lard. Got, lard. 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 I can't speak. <laughs> You're doing just fine. I can't hear. <laughs> yeah, that's lard. the problem. He can't hear. You're doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Pink Floyd in the 80s, okay? My, my hearing's been gone. <laughs> And I guess Trey will get his opinion hearing. too, I suppose. <laughs> Trey, I guess. I guess, I guess right, we'll I guess, get his yeah. opinion. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, what shitty I, thing have you been listening to? I've been listening to. Uh, <laughs> th- there's a band that I've been good friends with in the Charlotte area for, for a long time. They're called Vicarious. Uh, oh, word. Okay. Named after the Tool song. Here, okay. Of course. Um, but uh, they're a three piece, and they're all super talented. Word. Fucking oh, guys. What, kind, what kind of genre music? Uh, I'd say more alternative prog, just fucking crazy. Stuff. Does it so it hinges on kind of yeah. the tool vibe, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, Wait, Brad the bass player plays a six string, right? Yeah, uh, Brad Williamson. <laughs> oh, those uh, things are nuts. Yeah, Brad Williamson. He he actually he goes to Berkeley uh, now and okay. he's doing that. And so when he's home for the you know the breaks and the holiday so breaks legit. and stuff, they oh, actually get together. Legit. Yeah, he's super legit, he's and like, he is. He's one of those people that like you ever see a musician that you just watch him. And then um, you're just like, God damn yeah, you just kind of want to start crying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's one of yep. those. Like, so okay, I give, I give up. Pile like, pile all your bases up in the it, backyard and set fire. To yep. Yeah, uh, you know. The first time I saw the kid, that's all I thought. I was like, you're way too talented to be that young. Makes okay. you want to quit. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Uh, but we've been Skipper and the Lion have yep. played many shows with the guys, and they're just super awesome and super talented. Like, Hell yeah. crazy. Dumb. But as far as uh, what they've got out on uh, Spotify, um, they just released a new single called Over Your Shoulder. All right. And um, their original debut EP is called Barbershop Poison. Fantastic mm-hmm. all the way through from start to finish. I love those it's, kind of records where yeah. it's like, you know, you can just put it on. Yeah, and it's, it's like, I'm good. Absolutely. I don't have to worry fantastic. about hitting skip. And, uh, <laughs> fu- funny enough, uh, Rob. What's Wild his? Rob. No, uh, producer. Oh, oh, Rob Travlion. Travlion. Uh, Rob also recorded these guys. He's he's also recorded the last few Boulevard, you know, albums. I think he's. Yeah, Catalyst Okay, word. Um, so he also recorded Vicarious' stuff as well. So, Excellent, um, man. Yeah. Well, good job on that shout-out. That's stuff. a nice little plug, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, guys. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> hey, I've got that copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me 25 cents, motherfucker. <laughs> 25 cents? We get that much? Spotify doesn't pay me that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to trademark shit. <laughs> That's right. Well, Graveyard Boulevard, it's been so awesome having you guys on. Thank you so much. Trey, I want to get you on some point separately because I think we have some fun. Sure, I love picking on you. <laughs> Don't take anything I do personally. I love you to death, man. Like I said, I know you've worked with Steve, so I know you can handle it. So I'm like, word, I can have some fun with this kid. You're always a great sport. So thank you so much for playing along with us. And as always, uh, guys, if you got anything to share with us. Oh, actually, first, before that, uh, speaking oh. of the hashtag, uh, let's go ahead and plug a few things people have been talking about using the hashtag something good for ya ya thanks listeners yes th- start throwing that shit on social media whether it be your twitter or instagram we'll take a look a uh, couple interesting things war boys are actually heading back into the studio yep and i'm really looking forward to that they've been doing a handful of singles and if you're looking for just straightforward rock and roll stripped down bare bones war boys is where it's out uh, it used to be the War flat tire. More boards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was, yep. they, they used to be flat tires, and now it's basically flat tires with the new singer, John Bowman, who also used to play bass in Annie's scene. Wow. 
So John Bowman's the singer, and it's basically the rest of Flat Tires is the backing band. Nice. So they're going to be going out and doing some recording, and if anyone needs some tattoos done in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, definitely go on down to Foo's Custom Tattoo. They have a fun little gumball machine now, nice. uh, essentially where if you pay a flat fee, regardless of what comes out of that machine, you're getting it done, but it's real cheap. I think it's like a $40 tattoo or something. <laughs> and they're not going to put dicks in there. They've already had that internal conversation. Oh, they're not, see, now I'm disappointed. <laughs> they're not going to put anything in there. And if you get something, and if you're a dude, and it's like a flower, you're, you can get a retry. But so it's like, they're not going to be complete dicks. But at the same time, a lot of it is non-gender specific, just cool little flash that the different artists have put out. So if you're in Charlotte, definitely check those guys out. Awesome art. Artists. It's, it's like a gumball machine. So instead of candy or toys, they put different flash designs in there, like small versions of it. That way you can print it out and make it bigger or whatever. But they'll put like small previews of the flash in there, and then you twist the thing, comes out, and That's you great. get it done. And <laughs> no, 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 it's a great question. And they've got like a little chart up there showing what some of the possibilities can be. So right it's really interesting. So, guys, if you got something cool to share with us, definitely throw the hashtag on it, and you'll get a mission. In, mission yim, 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 we'll yim. get it out there. We'll get it out there. <laughs> Don't expect me to talk about it. I'll just type it out. <laughs> he's been mis- he's been Mr. Announcements for, like, a, a little ride now for a little bit. Yeah, the whole I'm going to be doing a lot more talking tonight, so this is only beginning. We're about to play a show, y'all. Yeah, really. So we do need to wrap up so we can play a good rock and a roll show. <laughs> a week ago. A week ago. Yeah, something like that. Fuck them. We got time. <laughs> no, they are literally right around the corner. We still oh, got plenty of time. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's been another fun episode. Uh, Cap, do you finally have an outro for us? I do. I give the Internight Pilsner Metallica beer a four out of ten. <laughs> that's not an outro. Wow, better yet, generous. better yet, Abby Ray. Since we're gonna be playing a new track of you guys, how about you round us out and give us a little intro of what folks are about to hear? All right, uh, you're gonna. Be hearing Whatever. Coming of Rage. Excellent. In the Graveyard Boulevard. Buy the new record. We're going to be sharing it. Support these guys. They do some good rock and roll, and that's something good for you. See you, motherfuckers.
did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.